welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, uh, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel and I want to talk about an interesting case I saw this week. Um, I had a new patient, 77 year old male with left hip pain. Um, pain is worse when standing or sitting on a hard chair and it's been worse uh, than usual for the past eight months. He had a hip replacement on that side a couple years ago and always had some underlying um, discomfort and um, the Doctors basically have been telling him that the pain is actually coming from his back. And he's in physical therapy for his um, low back pain. Um, I didn't want to fill him with needles on his first visit, so I wanted to just focus on his hip, and we'll discuss his back in a future appointment. But um, he is in physical therapy, therapy for his back. His PTs think that his hip issue is um, muscular, and the surgeon, the hip surgeon, thinks that it's his back. So um, he has a lot of hip pain. Oh, I think part of the reason they think it's his back is because he can't um, do a straight leg test. Like if they just lift his leg even a little bit, it hurts his hip. So they're, I think they're saying that that means it, that it's really his lumbar area. Um, so... He came to me on referral from, I think, a doctor, or maybe, I don't think it was a physical therapist, I think it was a doctor. Um, so he came in and he told me, you know, his symptoms, and I was immediately thinking about the deep longitudinal subsystem. Um, Andrew Fleming's um, myofascial slings, and the other thing that he mentioned he said you know when it when it gets really bad i get testicular pain on this on the same side so i was thinking um i already was thinking about the deep rotators on the left side the piriformis the gemellus muscles and the obturator internus and then once he said that about the testicular pain i i um i thought you know what maybe this is like a slight pudendal nerve uh, entrapment issue, which is uh, that entrapment can happen from uh, piriformis and obturator internus, um, where that where the pudendal nerve comes out of the um, greater foramen in the sacrum and then goes into the lesser sacral foramen um, to go you know into pelvic floor. So. Um, so that's what it sounded like, and um, and based on his symptoms, I I assumed that was the case. I 
I didn't put him through muscle testing. I wanted to just have him lie face down and then I would push on the piriformis and the deep rotators to confirm that they were in fact um, tight and sore. And they actually were quite painful when I pushed, especially the lower rotators. He said he was he was impressed that I found the pain so quickly. Um, but, you know, when you've seen the same thing over and over, you kind of know where to look. Um, sorry, you can probably hear my dog snoring in the background. Um, so the the deep rotators and the piriformis often will overwork when the SI joints not being stabilized well by mostly the glutes, um, partially hamstring, um, spinal erectors, etc. All of those are stabilizing the, including the deep rotators, are all supposed to stabilize the SI joint. But the deep rotators get overworked when the SI joints not being well stabilized, often by the glutes. So. Um, so I wanted to make sure I treated his glute medius and maximus with electric stim as well as releasing the piriformis and the other three deep rotators, um, the gemellus superior inferior and the obturator internus. If you use um, Dr. Perotto's, um EMG book for point location, you'll see there's a really great, easy to find um, motor point for those three deep rotators that only takes one needle. So um, I had a total of four needles in his left glute area. I had the gluteus medius, gluteus maximus, piriformis, and then those three rotators with one needle. And I put electric stim on, and I I had to kind of crank the piriformis and deep rotators up a little bit to get them to move better. Um, but they did eventually loosen up and once I took the needles out, um, I pressed on the same muscles in there and he confirmed there was no pain there anymore. And then I said, okay, so how can we test to see if you really feel better? He said, well, I know one thing I could do. I'm gonna lie on my back and if I, can, if I can't lift my leg, then it's not better. But if I can, I'll know if it's better. So he was able to lift his legs straight up to 90 degrees of hip flexion with his knee slightly bent, which at 77, I mean, that's great. Um, and he had no pain. He's so happy, so happy. I, um, I told him that there is a chance that there are some tight bands in some of these muscles that are, that are only temporarily relaxed by the electric stim and that, in a few days, if you if some of your symptoms come back, then we need to manually release um, any of those tight bands to get the muscles back. But we know what the problem is and we know how to correct it. Um, I just don't know if it's gonna hold after one treatment or if we're gonna need one or two follow-ups. And he's totally fine with that. Um, he was very happy walking out. He could feel, he felt so much better. Um, but I wanted to mention that case because um, I think a lot of people don't know about the myofascial slings that Andrew Fleming teaches 
um, about you know, for SI joint stabilization and the deep longitudinal subsystem is so, so important when you're treating hip problems. Um, in fact, I've started to come to the conclusion that many, many hip issues are actually issues that can be resolved if you analyze the internal and external rotation of the hip more than flexion, extension, and abduction or adduction. Um, so in many cases, I'm thinking about the deep longitudinal subsystem. And, and by the way, I think that his deep rotators got really tight because of his hip replacement. And it may have been tight before the hip replacement, but then after the surgery, it just never loosened up. Um, and it really didn't feel like there were trigger points in his piriformis or his deep rotators. Um, so I'm hopeful that he's he's all good now. But I wanted to I wanted to just talk about hip assessment. Like checking internal external rotation tells me so much more than than muscle testing, um, hip flexion, and um, extension and abduction and adduction. Um, I pretty much assume that the glutes are shut off on anyone who has hip pain. So I'm, I don't even bother testing the gluteus medius and glute max with a muscle test. I know that they're shut off and I know that very likely they are inhibited by tight hip flexion. So, so as rectus femoris and TFL are key. But you know, if you, if you test internal external rotation, you'll find when the glute min and TFL are overworking and short because they'll, they'll have less external rotation of the hip. And then when you test the internal rotation, if you see a limitation, then you have to treat those deep rotators like the piriformis and the obturator internus and the uh, gemellus muscles every once in a while, obturator externus. And, um, and by the way, um, so as the psoas will screw up your internal rotation as well. So um, really looking at it that way. And then, you know, adductors, um, if, you're, if you are improving the external rotation of the hip and you've treated the TFL and the glute men, and then you go back into an external rotation um, test, the patient may feel tension in the adductors because the adductors can put a bit of internal rotation on the hip. So um, so that's what I mean by using internal external rotation to figure things out because I already assume because they're human that their hip flexors are tight in, and those are inhibiting their glute max and their glute med is going to get inhibited just um, because they're human. It's going to get weak. So um, I already assume I need to work on hip flexors and glute med, glute max, but then the the missing link will be found in internal external rotation. If they have limited external rotation, I know that TFL and glute min are definitely part of the problem, and and especially if they have pain over the greater trochanter, that's just a dead giveaway. And then I think about adductors. Um, if there's some sort of groin issue, they feel some groin discomfort um, and, or some sort of hip um, popping on the inside of the hip, then adductors and piriformis, I mean adductors and psoas are definitely going to get treated. Um, but you know, um, 
the other thing to consider, especially if this is a patient that you are, are seeing regularly, why not eventually get to all of those muscles just for their mobility, just to you know correct all that muscle shortening? Because everybody's adductors get tight and then adductors are going to inhibit abduction, which would be like glutamine. And then once glutamine fails, then you know TFL and glutamine are going to overwork for hip stabilization. So those are going to get tight. And then you've got, you know, TFL putting you into anterior pelvic tilt and then inhibiting your glute max. The glute minimus is going to put some internal rotation on the hip, just like the TFL. And so what's going to correct that is going to be the deep rotators in the back, like piriformis and obturator internus and gemellus muscles. Um, partially glute, ma- you know, lower portion of the glute max can, can um, help to do that as well. But, you know, just think about the hips. It's a, there's, it's a complex joint, but it fails the same way on everybody. So when you have a hip issue, just it's really good to think about all the rotation muscles um, as a good place to start for relieving pain. And then, and then you see um, how things feel after you've loosened up those muscles um, and you retest internal external rotation and you can go from there and and make some assumptions about what's still stuck based on their um, symptoms, what they still feel, where they feel it. Um, But anyway, I wanted to put that out there. Uh, Just uh, I'll plug our, um, our Podia course, I guess the, um, the Sydney course that we did uh, it was a three-day. Dan Dominguez and I, uh, I did. I taught the first two days, and then Dan covered a bunch of great NFL protocols and some nerve trunk stimulation with with electric stim. And um, I covered the the Andrew Vlaming um, myofascial slings, um, and we also talked then about um, knee problems and ankle and foot problems. But we covered pretty much, you know, low back, um, hip, and uh, things like sciatica and groin pain and all those things. And then we talked about all the knee, knee, ankle, foot stuff. And then Dan put it all together in in protocols um, that he that he'll use on the professional athletes. So um, that's going to be available on Podia very soon. I'm just trying to make it easily navigated and it's a lot of video so that i'm just organizing it right now but it's already up it's up uploaded and like i said i'm just trying to make it organized before i publish it and that'll be available soon on podia it's a it's a many many hours of um, lecture and demonstration and i i've been reviewing it and i'm actually really happy um the people at china books did a great job of the videography and editing. It's I, I'm loving it. It looks great. So anyway, um, so if you don't know about things like the deep longitudinal subsystem and you are interested, that will be available on Podia very soon. It's richardhazel.podia.com. Okay, so um, uh, I hope I'm going to see some of you in Amsterdam in a couple weeks. Uh, we're going to be We're going to be teaching three days of upper body stuff, um, headache and neck and 
shoulder and upper extremity stuff in Amsterdam in um, October 21 through 23, I believe it is. So hopefully I'll see some of you there. And um, if not, then um, we'll be doing the same upper body stuff in, in Sydney in March. And that will be recorded and that will go on Podia. So, okay. Um, I hope everyone had a great weekend and I will talk to you very soon.